So welcome back to the Impact Sessions podcast with me, Nick Bramley. We've got a special episode this week, and we've called it Positivity in a Pandemic. It's an episode to hopefully lift your spirits with all the negativity that's around. And to help me to do that, I've got a returning guest. I'm delighted to have back Lorna Feeney. She's Head of Mental Health Risk at Marsh Advisory and also Marsh McLennan Companies. She's got the biggest business card in the world, you can imagine, with that job title and, uh, and, uh, and job role. But if it's fair to say that uh, Lorna is my absolute go-to lady for all things mental health and positivity. So I'll explain about welcome back in a second, but welcome back to the Impact Sessions podcast, uh, Lorna. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. Well, you're a returning guest for two reasons. Um, one is we recorded a podcast which we renumbered it. It's number 21 in the current series, and it's the most downloaded podcast in the entire Impact Sessions podcast series. So we clearly hit a nerve in a good way with people's interest in the whole subject. And this was recorded before uh, lockdown one. I think it was recorded in January or February 2020. Um, and that's a good thing to have you back and see, you know, where we are now as a result of what's happened since then. But the reason I reached out to you is you posted a lovely picture on LinkedIn of you and your daughter in the snow the other week, and you looked so damned happy. you know playing in the snowy daughter at lunchtime and I think you said you know working from home has its benefits and I couldn't have done this if I was working in the office and I just thought you know what I'll talk to you about there must be some good stuff coming out of the pandemic in terms of people's habits and what they're doing and I just thought let's talk and explore that so without any further ado you know as I say welcome back that picture was lovely it was just you having fun (laughs) I did and and, you know, I know I know there's a lot of doom and gloom around pandemic and, you know, we can't take away from the serious nature of it. But however, for me, it's, I've had lots of time to be able to reflect where I spend my time and how I can. And and actually, I really had a positive experience out of this. And mm. and, you know, again, that's an example with my daughter. Um, get our get our uh, warm clothes on, get out in the snow. Normally, I wouldn't be able to have that, and I'd probably be cursing because I might have been stuck down London trying to get back home and saying this damn snow. Mm. But now, you know, it's been really great for me to. I haven't had to scrape the car, I haven't had to go out anywhere, mm. and a great time for me and my daughter uh, and getting out there and being active and doing something a little bit different. Yeah, and things that you, as you say, you wouldn't just have had access to before. So, I've touched on it already. Um, how has it been for you personally then you you're working from home now you used to travel a lot have you missed the travel or are you now a a complete advocate of you know where you are and working from home and and back-to-back zoom calls and that kind of thing yeah you see I like change I'm okay with change and I understand when people don't like change so for me I like change um, but if you'd known me, uh, well, if you did know me before, but, uh, you know, going out was a massive thing. I'm a big social butterfly, got lots of friends, so I'm always out doing things. And actually, I thought myself I would have struggled and my friends thought I would have struggled of the being inside. But actually, I haven't. I've, I've, I've really thrived from it. Um, I, I've been able to do different things and, and especially having that extra time with my daughter. So my work-life balance has really come into play and there has been statistics out there now since the lockdown people are worried about not being able to have the lot of the work-life balance like we've got now mm. but it's about now we know how important it is that we make it work 
Mm. And it's really important. And I've had this time with my daughter. Um, and normally I would be away. Like I said, I work away a lot. And it's been really, really important for our bond and our relationship. Um, okay, you know, we can get on each other's nerves, seeing each other all the time. But in, in, it's done in the grand scheme of things. It's really, really helped us. And you know, how, can I just ask, has it gone life-work balance now? Because it used to always be called work-life balance, suggesting that work, the work pressure and the commute and all the things that go with that were the sort of front end of that. And life was the secondary part. Do you think it's gone life-work balance? Are we in a position yet where we can start calling it that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great point. I think, I think well, for me, certainly. Um, and you do have to be uh, really strict with yourself, uh, especially having, uh, we, you know, we're working from home, we're not living at work, so we need to make sure that we can separate that. Mm. And it is really easy to get sucked into coming in, into uh, wherever your laptop is in, in the in your house and then just continuing um that said you know for me it's about putting routine in so the commute that I would usually get up at half six in the morning I'm still doing that but what I'm doing is I'm filling that time with different things to do so going out in the morning for a long walk with my daughter getting tea prepared which I wouldn't normally do and that's another thing I've been able to eat healthy whereas before I couldn't because I get things on the go and that's another self-care trick Uh, I'm not a great cook uh, but I've learned how to cook and I've even started and last night started for the first time batch cooking so I've never done explain what batch cooking is for those who don't know so I'm always trying to find uh, different ways to make my life easier and shortcuts and and constant challenging myself Mm. and it only came as it's really something silly that you know I've got four onions I'm chopping one onion but I know that I'm going to chop all these other four three onions into other things so just keep uh so I thought well why don't I just cook everything and then be able to freeze it and that way it'll save me time over the weekend and it will keep me on track eating healthy because at the weekend I'm still partial to a takeaway and that's my downfall and you know if I can really stop that so that's what I've started to do now but I've had this time to reflect because I've had time to do things I'm not a TV person and uh, and I still haven't watched much TV, although I have been uh, I have really got into uh, Married at First Sight in Australia, which one of my friends put me on to. And that's the only thing that I do watch. (laughs) I I think we can safely and tactfully say that's what you would call tat TV, isn't it? Yeah, easy watching. Uh, It's it's kind of no thinking required. Just watch it and and just... I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. And I know people who watch it. It's almost like their guilty pleasure, I think that would be be described as. So, yeah, okay. So you must have seen some other good things. What are the things that you've seen other people do? I really like the idea of... I was getting up at half six anyway. So instead of laying in bed for an extra hour, I'll just go for a walk with my daughter because I was getting up at half six. I really like that. What are the things have you seen other people do that you think has been a positive outcome of this life work balance, work life balance, lockdown, working from home scenario? So I've seen a really great thing happen. And, and actually, I've seen a lot of community spirit. But even so, I love house music, I love dance music. And and going out in Leeds, I do miss going out on that. But I mean, the first lockdown, uh, a lot of the Leeds DJs were, were on Facebook putting on live streaming sessions, which was brilliant. And if you connect with music, which is massive for me, for, mm. for my self-care, it's, it's the only thing that I can 100% rely on and it never lets me down no matter what mood I'm in. So it's so important for me. I wake up first thing in the morning after I've done meditation, I have to put on blaring music 
annoys the neighbours, but, you know, just for now, that's what gets me going. So what I've seen is that um, these DJs that all come together and Facebook kept chucking them off because of rights, you know, like, I understand that, you're not allowed to play the music unless they've got the sound licence. Yeah. They've come together and they've made this app called House Rave, which is amazing. You pay £5 a month and you've got every single DJ from Leeds who you like, but there's also a community on there as well. So it keeps people on uh, talking to one another and saying, oh, this is a great banger. We like to do this. And now where they've gone the extra mile now in this lockdown, they've, they've introduced Zoom. So you, and you see like and it's and there's a lot of people who live on their own. But yeah. now they've got something that they can look forward to on a Friday and Saturday night in the living room on the Zoom and they're dancing with everybody. It's just a brilliant thing. I really like that. I also think that post this, when we get back to some level of, you know, semblance of normality, what that might look like, that's going to build that community. You can imagine the first few gigs of some of these bands who've got a real sort of online Zoom following. They're going to be absolutely fantastic, aren't they? So that's a really good. Yeah. What's the, what's the app called again, uh, Lorna? Home Rave. Home Rave. Okay. So yeah. you're a rave girl, are you? I, I, you know, you, is that your music style? I, well, I love house and dancing. I love all music, to be honest. I love uh, bands. I love any type of music. Classical, the lot. You know, I really, yeah. really do love it. And and like I said, that's my go-to for anything. And I had to fit it in, actually, because I realised quite quickly not having the commute to work. Because if I was travelling to London or anywhere, I'd have my headphones and then listening to my music. Mm. So I had to make time to put in my, you know, the things I really enjoy, such as music. So again, the hour in the morning, I make sure I listen to it like I was on the commute. And I've even started venturing out and doing some of the exercise, which I've never done exercise before. However, I have uh, learned from my lesson. And uh, because at the very first lockdown, I couldn't understand because I am quite mentally strong, but I couldn't understand why I was feeling a little bit sluggish. Mm. And even though I, I practice, uh, preach quite a lot, but I didn't practice what I preach. And it was my boss who did his usual check in. And he said, when was the last time you went out of the house? And I said, oh, and this was at the beginning. Mm. Oh, I don't know, probably last week. And he went, so, so how many steps have you done today, Lorna? Just, you know, talking. And I said, oh, I don't know. Three. He said, you've done about, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so then, I, then it, the penny dropped. So when Boris was saying to everybody, go out and walk, I thought, I'm not walking. But I didn't understand that how much active, activity I did before when I was at work. When you drive, you leave the car, you walk to your office, walk around the office, go into town to get some lunch. So there was so much there that I forgot that, you know, all oh, I'm OK, mm. I can just do two steps to my laptop and then two steps downstairs. But it's, it convenient, really had a it's, not, it's convenient, but not healthy, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it, yeah. it had a massive impact, a massive impact on me. So. So then I started engaging with, again, another great thing to come out of, of this is that actually more people now are exercising more than ever because you can do home workouts. Yeah. I'm not a gym person because I'm, I, you know, I get a bit embarrassed. I'm not that type of, I don't like sweating in front of people and going bright red face. It's not my thing to do. Yeah, okay? yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, when I have joined gyms in the past, I was a, the, the perfect gym membership person because i join in january pay for 12 months and never go and yeah. might make a few friends on the couple of visits that i go there which would that's how that's how they make their money yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah but yeah so so now um i follow a, a great uh, pt pocket she's called courtney black absolutely amazing again she's come out of it she's got her own app as well 15.99 a month and she puts nutrition on there and she constantly does 
pet talks on on uh, Instagram, telling people, you know, make sure you use your calories, do your exercise. And again, creating this great place of promoting mental health and physical well-being as well. And there's a community on there as well. They put pictures on of people who have done really well. But I do believe that now a lot of people don't just use physical exercise um, just to improve their physical state or lose weight. I think people now know that it does have an impact on your mental health. I really do think that it's changing the way people view in exercise. I think I think the connections there. I think it's obvious from lots of research that that you know people understand that you know just taking a, a brisk walk, even if it's cold and damp outside, you're going to come back feeling you know endorphins and you're going to feel slightly you know more uh, mentally well being as part of what you do. Um, you you've been doing some great work for a long time in this field in terms of mental health awareness, mental health first aid training, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what have you been doing since March 2020, since the lockdown in the UK? You know, is there anything that you've done that you're thinking, I'm really proud that we've done that, we've, you know, we've made a difference? You know, what, are the, what are the things in terms of the impact that you've made in the audience, perhaps? Because you won't have had the same access to them that you would have had before. No, and uh, actually one of the first things I, I set to do in the first lockdown, and, and probably uh, like yourself, like a lot of people, you know, I thought it was only going to last two weeks. <laughs> So, uh, you know, just sat at my my kitchen table, which is very uncomfortable. Um, But it was my boss said, get in the office, go and get yourself a decent chair. I think it was going to be for a long time. And then it kind of didn't, you know. Um, But then I realised very quickly that uh, we need something really quick to be able to hit the spot with all employees. So predominantly at the moment, I I train mental health first aid so that I can only train 16 people in two days. I do line manager training, line manager awareness training. That's 25 people. But how could I hit everybody very quickly to keep them engaged and get their attention span? So I just developed four webinars. Um, It took me a while. But what I did was I actually used it in my own business first to see how people would receive it. And I still keep getting requests now, uh, which I do. um, It's four online sessions. So the first one is about self-care and mental health. So actually understanding about your mental health. And there's a difference between mental health and mental illness Mm -hmm. um, to try and help eradicate the stigma against mental health and physical so that's for 30 minutes and I have 15 minutes question and answers it's recorded so then anyone in the business who doesn't see it then can then just replay it and, they, and they've got it on the internet and um, the next one I talk about is stress and anxiety the differences and it's the same format all the way through so I talk about what it is how it can affect you what type of uh, what you can do to help yourself to try and uh, get rid of the illness uh, then I talk about depression all about the different depressions as well and how long and people don't realize that you only have to have three symptoms uh, of the of, uh, symptoms uh, listed for depression for two weeks and you've got mild depression mm. so it's teaching people about that and it's not leaving it not leaving it till it's really really hard to recover and then that's when you have a complete breakdown burnout uh, and then the last one is mindfulness uh, and that's all about the benefits of it i think businesses are too quick to uh, put out mindfulness and the same as the fruit baskets without actually telling people what they're for so actually let's really look into what mindfulness is about and it's a tool rather than a solution to get better and everybody should learn how to do mindfulness mm. it's really really valuable skills well, to have i love the fact that you spotted an opportunity to engage with more people you can't do it one to 12 and one to 25 there's so many people work in your organization that 
pre-recorded webinar content, video content is a really good way. What's been the feedback on what you've created then, Lana, internally? It, internally and externally, I, I've had uh, so many clients who uh, I do a poll at the end just to check if I, if I am in the right spot. And we always ask, have you enjoyed, did you find this webinar useful? And would you like to see more of these? And it's very rare that I get less than 95% saying yes to both of them. And I've done so many for massive corporations as well and helping them. And then also helping to develop then after that as well. What else do you need us to, you need to do? Would you like me to help you create how you have conversations with people, spotting the signs in a little bit more detail? Um, so again, so on the back of that, there's been lots of other things. So it's asking the businesses what they want. And it's a real good starting point, especially for if a business hasn't started um, with their mental health journey or if they have, they just wanted to boost it. Mm. Uh, I've had, yeah, amazing feedback and internally as well. Yeah, I, uh, constantly. Fantastic. One of, one of the phrases I hear often is decompression. So you in the snow with your daughter was a decompression sort of moment. Um, when it's not snowing, then how does Laura Feeney decompress? What's your what's your go to kind of, you know, get out of jail card? I definitely want to do this. I'll feel better for it. What, what, what's your go to point, Lana? Well, I think routine is important. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, first of all, I I'm very careful of what I watch, what influences me. So I don't pollute my brain with such negativity. So, uh, you know, my dad says I'm quite ignorant for not watching the news, but I think I'm, I'm quite mindful of what's going on in the news. Mm. Um, you know, if I want to know the facts, I will go to the, the reliable sources, such as the government website, such as the NHS. Uh, and then I will make my own uh assumption theory about what they're saying you know rather than have someone inflict that on me so I yeah. keep myself very focused and not to have any of that and I make sure uh, if we say a typical uh, for my routine in the morning I will wake up I will do 10 minutes guided meditation followed by a blast out of a, a couple of songs a dance songs have a little bit of a dance and then I'll uh, might watch um, a couple of uh, 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 Peter Kay I love Peter Kay so I watch him comedy so I just try to watch uplifting things and I make sure that that's, that's where I am. I make sure that I talk to at least three uh, of my friends or family um, in the evening as well, even if it's just a catch up. But I've got quite a lot of WhatsApp groups, so I always make sure we're checking on each other all the time, which is mm. really, really important. Um, yesterday, I was uh, when I was batch cooking, my parents were on um, on my phone for about two and a half hours just so they were joining in what we was doing just to try and keep it because they're feeling it really really bad at the moment yeah. they're, they're really struggling with that i'm going to pick up on your peter k thing there oh uh, yeah laugh laugh we talked about this before we came on didn't we and uh, at the end of the episode of this podcast I've, I've put a clip one of my favorite clips that i've seen hundreds of times and makes me laugh out loud it's not peter k no. It's Peter Sellers. I love Peter Kay, don't get me wrong, he's very, very funny. Um, but I think the Peter Sellers, if you've not seen it, in a lift where he is uh, dressed as a gangster and sizing everybody up in the lift. And basically, uh, I won't spoil it, but just as there's a two two minute clip of Peter Sellers being interviewed, and then this clip of them all, they call it corpsing, where literally all four blokes in the lift just cannot hold the laughing in. And I watch it. And it makes me laugh every time. And there's a there's a big connection between endorphins and laughter and feeling good and whatever. So you watch Peter K clips. You watch a clip a day, or do you watch you know you just, you just think I, I I need a bit of Peter K in my life. You how does it work? Michael McIntyre because I think he's great as well. I just 
yeah anything like that I think uh, again laughing's underrated it really mm. is and, and it shouldn't be and and as to your point about what's my go-to I think it's a lot of small different things so I also practice gratitude as well. And, and I know people might struggle with that. Um, but practicing gratitude, uh, you know, being grateful, you know, wake up being grateful. Like this morning was a beautiful sunrise. Mm. My mom sent me a picture. I sent the picture to my mom as well, how beautiful it was, you know, being grateful. And, and if you find that hard, write it down. So when you when it comes to your head, yeah, write at least three things and then just keep adding to the list. So when you do find it struggle, you can look at it. Even have a conversation like what I'm grateful for, what my daughter's grateful for, it really makes me realise actually, you know, she's mm. really grateful for the basic things that I don't even think about. So again, yeah. that's a great thing. Uh, you know, when I'm in the shower, I'll practice mindfulness as well, you know, feeling the water coming down, washing the germs out. So uh, mm. cleanliness and, and out and um, cleanliness and dirtiness going away. Um, yeah, so I think there's there's a whole host of making sure you're getting your exercising and eating well as well. I really, I really like the fact that it's small, bite-sized, yeah. and all have a different approach. You'll have a different response to laughter than you will to having a shower, which is a different yeah. approach to having a walk. And so, what you're saying is, you know, mix it up, keep it interesting, but yeah. keep it keep it accessible, really. And I really, really like that. That's very sort of. Um, it's very sensible. Some people get into a routine and, and the only thing they do is they go for a walk at a certain time. After a while, that becomes, I guess, quite boring and mundane. So, you know, mixing it up with, you know, listening to a, a comedy podcast or, you know, watching a bit of video or whatever it might be. So I'm hopeful that people will enjoy the um, the Peter Sellers clip that I've put at the end of the uh, at the end of this. I'll just put a link to it on a YouTube channel. Um but behind you, you've got a screen, uh, a Zoom screen. And the reason you've got a Zoom screen, like many people, is you've probably got stuff going on in the background. And that's okay, by the way. Most people consume this on, on audio, so they can't see. Yeah. But I understand you're homeschooling, Lorna. Is that right? I am. Uh, and I have to say, the first homeschooling was horrendous. <laughs> the first <laughs> lockdown, it really was. And in the end, um, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, I look at... The, the people we we clap so we were out there for the heroes of the nhs and and you know every single person who has really helped you know us uh, the world to tick over and do the important jobs but i don't think that we we give enough thanks to the children who are actually just missing out on so much as well mm. and they're our little heroes and, I, and and for me i think with with my daughter she did really struggle uh, i struggled as well um but now I'm really fortunate that she's on Zoom. So she has a teacher on from nine in the morning until three and mm. she sits there and she does her work. And that has just been absolutely amazing. It mm. really has. Not, I understand that not all schools can do that, but uh, Emily's school was equipped to be able to make sure they checked before we went down to lockdown as everybody got um, the, the computers or laptops or, or iPads to be able to do it. And if not, they, they've loaned out some... Mm. Uh, other the technology so people can do that but yes um but yeah she did used to come and pop in and uh, wave a hand but I was able to get my own back Nick because uh when Zoom came on for the first time I was waving at all of her school friends she was <laughs> very embarrassed <laughs> I would imagine Lonnie yeah. and you're going well you know what goes around comes around and that'll make you laugh and that that's helpful for your mental health laughing at the fact that you're getting your own back on your daughter I guess so Absolutely. And yeah. she won't do it again now to me. No, because no, it's, it's a quid pro quo, isn't it? Um, yeah. Let's talk about the workplace. You mentioned something to me off air about what we call Marsh Insights, which 
sounds like a great sort of program for the business. Um, do you want to explain what that's about? What Marsh have done, what Insights is about, and what's the impact of that? Yeah, okay. So what we're doing at the moment is uh, we've got quite a lot of uh, different things to support our employees. Um, but one thing which is really good is our college resource group and, uh, and our talent and learning. And uh, so I'm taking part next week in uh, similar to what we're doing now. So people can log in, but it'll be different parts of the business, senior leadership team involved. There'll be four of us. And we'll just be talking about the impact of stress and, and what we can do to tackle that and our own personal experience. And, and I think for me, I think it's really important to be able to, to be vulnerable and also be able to, to show uh, the employees that actually it's okay not to be okay because mm. we're all going through uh, something different. We always say uh, we're in the same storm, but we're not necessarily in the same boat. So it's really trying to connect with people and just to show them that actually, you know, this our personal stories and how, and how how we're coping and what we can do. Because I do get comments quite a lot, you know, how can you be so positive, Lorna? And uh, you know, quite a lot. And and you know, I just find things easy. And and I just like I said, I just do these little bite-sized things. And I think a lot of people have lost their way in what they used to do to help their mental health. Mm. So before. Uh, if you were stressed you may go for a run and when you come back you'd feel great but it's not having the same impact anymore because of the uncertainty because of the situation we're in but what I will say is don't give up doing that because it will have a massive impact later on keep doing it but just try and find something else that you can might add to that but just Mm. don't stop doing that what helps you with that just keep doing that because if you stop doing that, then you 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 plateau is a lot lower, isn't it? Then so yeah. you're already, you're putting yourself more at risk because you stopped doing things because you didn't think they were working. They're probably working to a level, but they're not necessarily kicking into the level that they would have done before. So again, you know, really positive, really great advice. Add something onto it. Think of something different. Yeah. Break break from the routine because actually the new routine might become the boring bit that affect you because it's a different routine than it was before but it is becoming routine isn't it again yeah absolutely it really yeah thinking about businesses who've got you know teams of people uh we're in a lockdown we haven't got an end in sight but we sort of thinking you know at some stage in 2021 we're going to get a a release then it might be going back to tease you know it'll do whatever it'll do is there anything businesses could or should be doing now with their teams whilst they're in lockdown but preparing them to come out of lockdown positively is there anything that you're talking about or thinking about to to get people ready for whatever that new normal looks like well hopefully i mean our business has been absolutely exceptional at this they've been able to engage with people and ask uh send out a survey to ask how do they feel about coming back to the office full time would they prefer to do a hybrid role which is talked about a lot now um or is it do they need to be coming back immediately because they're they're on their own and they're working off a off a uh, ironing board as we've seen some people you know so they've tried to prioritize how it will be and then how we speak to people how they're coming back so I suppose it's asking first of all how workforces feel first and then prioritizing to the people to see if there is any flexibility if that person feels better and uh, you know and I'm sure that a lot of businesses I know in our business that we have been productive you know we managed to finish on a a great figure again this year we made a profit which is brilliant 
Uh, and that just shows how much of a resilient and by agile working, we've been able to pull together to be able to do that. So I think it's really asking uh, people and then seeing how you can prepare them to come back um, and, and giving them uh, tools such as um, understanding that if people has anxiety, what supports have they got in their business and when they come back, who can they talk to? What external supports are there as well? So understanding what available support is there and knowing that the line manager is supportive as well. And, and for the person, for the individual, we're actually in control of 90% of our life. We're not in control of 10%. Mm. So it's about reframing and focusing on the 90%. So if you have got to go back into the office, what can you do to protect yourself? Mm. Uh, so make sure you have hand sanitizer. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask in there. You know, you will definitely have the two meter distancing. But there's lots of it. How are you going to get to work? You know, think about your journey. Uh, there's different ways you can go. If you've gone on a bus, perhaps you could go on a bike, you know, different things. So mm. really think about it rather than be defeatist about that. I can't do that. Yeah, I think the other thing is it, there's not one size fits all then, is there? You know, you're not going to go, right, okay, we're suddenly out of lockdown. Everyone back on the nine to five, everyone back on the trains, everyone back in the car, everyone back on the, the, the M621 on the inner ring road of Leeds. Um, I was talking to John Anderson from Lambert Smithampton on one of the earlier podcasts. I think he might have been number 30. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but John is a, a property uh, specialist, you know, and I was saying to him, you know, um, do you think that the office space in the central Leeds, for example, is going to lie dormant? He said, no, he said, I think people just work differently. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, people might do a, an hour and a half, two hours at home, and then come in for 10 o'clock because they want to do a meeting with face-to-face -face people. He said, but, you know, the fact is you've got to be flexible hot desking. You've got to be flexible in terms of the commute, the times. And, um, you know, it might suit people to come back and work in, in, a, in a team environment like people thrive in that and they miss that. Or it might suit people to say, I'm actually being very productive at home and I'll just come into the office twice a month for a, a team meeting or whatever. So I, I quite like the idea that we're not, suggesting prescriptive solutions no. it's about what is right for those team members but the only way to do that's com communicate isn't it absolutely just ask and just ask and then see what you can do what the business needs is what where adjustments that you can make if it's possible and actually what are the reasons for making people come back to the office is it because you need them there for really think about why you want to do that mm. um because everybody has been able to be responsible and hopefully now it has got rid of all of those views that you can't be trusted, which is not a very great way to have well, a business anyway. It's not a great culture to start your business on, is it? I mean, the other thing with that is the thing that used to get me, and if you're watching it on video, you'll see it, is the inverted commas, working from home. People used to do the, sort yeah. of the, the speech marks next to you. Oh, you're working from home. And as if it was some kind of, you know, skive, it literally isn't. And I think those businesses who were nervous of it have been very pleasantly surprised at the productivity that's been generated by their, their teams, as long as they've been flexible with them. You know, so sometimes if people have got some really challenging homeschooling, it might mean that you work from one till eight, but you yeah. know, instead of working nine to five, it doesn't really matter if you get the job done. So I love the fact that we're looking for flexibility, communication, positivity, etc. Got a couple of questions to, to to finish with, really, but one is about spotting signs you know you're sat at home i loved what you said about you, you're on the, you're doing your batch cooking where you got your mum dad on the on the on the on the, the, the laptop or on the uh, phone 
but you're also on Zoom calls with colleagues and, and you're in team meetings with people, you know, virtually. Is there anything you should be looking for? You know, for you're a mental health practitioner and, and an expert, but I'm not. What what are the signs I should be aware of in family or friends or colleagues that would give me a a, a, a bit of a red flag to an early warning that I could maybe put an intervention in place? Is there any are there any typical things we should be looking for? Yeah, I mean, hopefully everybody who works in their teams will know all their colleagues. So we got pretty we've got pretty close teams, so we we know each other really well. And uh, what we did do it um, our business is everybody has to have their camera on and if they you know if they don't have their camera on then that's fine for the first time if in the next meeting you don't have the camera on again we'll be asking questions now I know everyone was camera shy before but we've had to get used to it haven't we yeah, and yeah. again like you said everyone's got used to it really quickly and we're all using it now um but I think changing and behavior is is key and and also asking people if you have that gut feeling that somebody isn't quite well isn't quite themselves how they usually are them sprightly self ask them are they okay but when they say yes because they definitely will ask them again always ask twice no really are you okay and if you ask that second time you will get if you've got that gut feeling you will definitely get a different answer is, is, is that is that right i mean my my dad bless him he's no longer with us but and, and he was he lived to a ripe old age of 89 he had a lot of um long-term very manageable health issues for about 10 11 years and i used to say to him Are you okay daddy go yeah i'm fine northeast stoic not you know northeastern guy i'm yeah. fine thanks i really like the idea of asking a second time because yeah. actually thinking about it when i did say really he go oh, i'm a bit achy today so no i'm not you know yeah. i'm not like myself or whatever so that's yeah. a brilliant brilliant tip for watching for behavioral change isn't it and just saying and i also like the idea of the fact that if someone's camera shy and it might be they've got broadband issues and whatever and yeah. that, but but the reality is if if they say actually they say it in a sprightly manner it's just me broadband you know that's that's a different thing to just not wanting to come on camera because they don't want to look like you know the 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 they're not looking after themselves they're not they're not the usual sprightly self so anything else we should be looking I like the asking it twice I really like that yeah. anything else we should be looking for in terms of behaviour changes or something well so here's a tip as well if if you're noticing as well that people are finding it tough working on their own and, and quite isolated um I only had a conversation actually the other week with my friend who's a social worker and as you can imagine their job is not very great is it when mm. they're going to see the horrendous sites they do and his concern was about the mental health of his colleagues of his team <clears throat> and he said I you know if somebody went out to a visit when they come back I could check on them straight away we could go and get a cup of tea you know we'd lighten the mood and they'd be okay and we could talk about it so he said I haven't got that at the moment and I don't and I'm really worried mm. that my team's going to go on burnout very very quickly um, because they're all working from home. So I just suggested to him, why don't you give it a try? Why don't you say to everybody, the Zoom link is open. I'm going to put it in everyone's diary nine till five. Please log in when you're in, in, the, in the house, if you want to. Then when you go out for your visit, when you come back, I can see you straight away. And then there's breakout rooms on Zoom, which is great. Mm. So they're creating, so I told him to create a virtual um, virtual office yeah. So you don't have to speak. You can put your your uh, your microphone on mute and you can just carry on with your work, go off and get your coffee, just exactly what you would do in an office. Yeah. So create that. As long as you let the employees know why you're doing that, then that shouldn't be an issue. Mm. It's only an issue if they think, well, why are they doing that, trying to check up on me? You know, <laughs> like we said, we've all been doing this a long time now. So it, it, it doesn't, everybody is fairly flexible. 
So mm. I just think it just gives the option for people to be, especially people who, who live on their own as well and they've got nobody else there. Yeah. I'm quite fortunate because I speak to clients all the time and my team all the time. Mm. And I've actually found this experience for me uh, so much better for me being able to have more time with my boss and my team because we have regular catch-ups. We didn't have time before when I was out on the road all the time yeah. and traveling, not getting home till 10 o'clock at night. I've got that luxury now and it's amazing. And mm. we've so much progress in so many different projects because of being able to have that time. I want to share a story very briefly. And I will ask you one final question. One of my clients, um, the, um, he's a managing director of a business but he's he's grown into the managing director's role over a number of years and he, he's from the north of england he's now inherited as part of the managing director of the whole business you know the southern team london uh birmingham etc and he said to me so i make a, a i make a habit of ringing two people every day from my mm. business that i don't know that well and I have a five minute chat with him. And he said, it's amazing. He said, I get a real buzz out of it. He said, and, you know, I get to learn a bit about them. So I might ask a question like, you know, tell me something that you maybe your colleagues don't know about you or, you know, um, tell me what, what, what hobbies you're missing because you, or whatever, or, you know, what you do to stay well and fit and whatever. And I thought that's a fabulous thing to do. It's a hell of a commitment, you know, from a managing director of a big company to do that. But it, he said, he gets a lot out of it is the MD but yeah. with people who, who he rings and he rings at random. He doesn't, you know, if, if they're not there ringing somebody else and whatever, he's not like booking an appointment with them. He's no, ringing, no. Them yeah. you know, how are things? And he said, I've got more time to do that because I'm not in the car all the time. I'm at home. I can schedule things. So that's, you know, there's some really good stuff coming out of, of, oh. of yeah, there's some really good practices. So I'm going to ask you to finish. Please don't mention banana bread baking. Every bugger was baking banana bread in April 2020. Good God, you know, I mean, really? So I want to think about what are the habits that you personally are looking to maintain when we get back to whatever normality is? So I've, I've got a few things. Exercise, healthy yeah. eating, family tea time, baking banana bread, doing Joe Wicks, learning Italian, you know, what, what are the things that you think that you're now blessed with that you perhaps wouldn't have even thought were part of Lorna Feeney's lifestyle pre-lockdown? What are you going to keep doing, Lorna? Yeah, probably um, the exercise, because I never used to do that. So, mm -hmm. And I'm actually quite enjoying that as well. Um, and uh, having that extra time with my daughter as well. Uh, I mean, I do get a lot of people saying, I haven't got any time. I've got to attend to this, but attend to that. Well, you know, just get up half an hour early or even 15 minutes early just to have try and have that time. But also what I did do, which was really helpful as well, I started including my daughter in cooking the tea as opposed to, I haven't got time, leave me alone, I need to do the tea. Mm. Now I say, come on, you can chop the carrots, we'll do this together. So we're doing something together, so another bonding session. You're also, um, you're also teaching some skills, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully she'll be cooking a whole... Uh, roast next year <laughs> at 11 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah there's there's uh, lots of things and and I think um making time as well to be able to it's really important to, to reach out to my friends and family all the time and check out on them I did before but probably not as much but I used to take it for granted because I could see them and you can't see them there so I think doing that and 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 just trying to be inventive trying to get people to do different things as well so I'm always thinking about uh, what we can do, me and the girls on a, on a Saturday night on Zoom. Mm. Excellent. Me fashion, fashion uh, clothes, parties, everything. 
So we do lots of different things. You would do it physically. So why wouldn't you do it virtually? I, I love that. I'm going to finish with a bit of a summary because this was put together in the hope that we were sharing a few hints and tips and positive impacts. And Lorne, you've been fantastic at that. It's been a very, considering it's, a, it's been about mental health and, and lockdown, it's been very, very positive. I hope the audience have been inspired by that. Um, <laughs> but I would like to say that, you know, we're never alone. You can pick up the phone, talk to someone, reach out to somebody. Somebody said, uh, you know, look through, your, look through your diary and see an old friend that you haven't spoken to for a year. Why not? Because we just fell out of, of, of habit of doing so. Ring them. They'll be eternally grateful. It'll, you'll feel better about it. Um, the, the, the short term to this is, you know, we will get through this, whatever this is and whatever, how long it turns out to be. But the reality of it is, you know, at the moment, we've got to manage it, haven't we? And I think, you know, what you've suggested in terms of, positivity in a pandemic Lord, has been fantastic i've really enjoyed this second session i know for well it's going to go off the scale in terms of downloads compared to uh, even the, the earliest one so um as everybody knows it's available on the usual sort of platforms uh it's available on the website for impactus group it's on our youtube channel and there's links to itunes spotify youtube etc etc Lorna's details are there in terms of those who watch the video, uh, they're also going to be in the show notes for those who consume it on audio on the usual platforms. And um, I've put a laugh out loud short video, the clip I mentioned about Peter Sellers in the lift. If you don't laugh at it, I'd be surprised. It's just funny. It's just, you know, banal sort of humour, uh, but it is funny. So it makes me laugh every time. And the other one I'd suggest people watch is, even if you're not a big Only Fools and Horses fan, Del boy falling through the bar. With oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's, <laughs> somebody sent me that last night and I was laughing out loud. I've seen, you know, you know, for well, he's going to fall through the bar and you know that Trigger's going to look round and where's he gone? He's going to pop up looking like he's dish- just hilarious. Little one minute clip, you know? I love, that's the all you need. love the idea of Peter Kay. So, Lorna, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for coming back. You're only the second ever returning guest. All right. Um, <laughs> So, and, and, it, and genuinely, thank you for giving us a really uplifting insight into, you know, coping mechanisms and routines and little things that we can do. And I hope that people will be inspired by that and feel better for listening, watching and, and, and putting into practice some of the tips you've shared with us. So, Laura Feeney, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Nick. No problem. Look after yourself. And you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.